if I get pitched someone that I have no interest in, I'm not going to be able to provide something valuable for people. Therefore, in my case, it's a waste of time and a waste of the guest time. So when it comes down to honing in on what your focus is, you got to do a deep dive in yourself, like in your mind, in your heart, what you are interested in. This is the show for creative entrepreneurs who have a message to share and want to live a life of freedom. Learn how to grow your network and net worth. Hear from exciting guests and more. My name is Dylan Schmidt and welcome to Digital Podcaster. My guest today is Trevor Tyson. Trevor is the host of the Trevor Talks podcast. He is a mental health advocate and interviews guests on his podcast about their journeys, provides an awesome platform for having an open discussion around mental health and all sorts of different things, as you'll learn. We're going to dive into Trevor's personal experience with hosting his podcast, his workflow, his mindset, and how he balances his passions with providing value for his audience. I think you're going to really enjoy this one. All right, Trevor, welcome to Digital Podcaster. So glad to have you. Honored. First question, right off the bat, what have you learned about hosting Trevor Talks that you didn't know before starting? Man, that's such a good question because it changes on like an hourly basis for me. It comes down to like, when it comes to hosting a podcast, There's no right or wrong way to do it, right? So for me, I like to have fun. I don't like to have the traditional back and forth like interview segments. I want it to be a personal talking experience. Like you're sitting in listening to our conversation. So for me, it's just like I have to enjoy it or I don't think anybody else is going to enjoy it. So it's a lot of trial and error. If you listen to like my first episode compared to, I think we're at 107 now, they've changed drastically. So to give people some value, I don't think there is a right or a wrong way to do it. I just think you just ebb and flow. And when you start having fun with it, people are going to start having fun listening to it. And I think that answers a question, but correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah, just like your answer, there's no right way to answer that question. A lot of people get so caught up on having it around one theme. And something that's always stood out to me about your podcast is how varied the guests are. And it's not just one type of guest. You have people from all walks of life, really. How do you prepare for guests? They're so different. What's your preparation process look like? Man, it varies too. Like some days I'm really excited. Like I'm going to start prepping for this like a day or two early. I'll start listening to like some previous interviews they've done or if I'm a big fan of their music or whatever it is, I'll just dive into it. And then sometimes I'll be like, wake up like an hour before the episode's being recorded and like, oh crap, like I got to do this real quick. And I just dive into things that I want to know about the guests. Like recently I've had... Um, faith leaders and metalcore artists and rappers and this and that. And it's like people that are killing it and whatever they're doing, but it's not like a celebrity show, right? I don't care about that. Like the blue check mark doesn't phase me anymore. It's literally a vanity metric at this point. So I dive into their life. Like if they haven't shared certain aspects and I catch on that, I'll ask them beforehand, hey, are you comfortable talking about this. But for the most part, they know nothing about what this conversation is going to be on unless they've listened to me before. And then they catch on to like, this dude's got ADD. He's going to bounce around like he saw a rabbit and then a squirrel and then a tornado and a jackhammer, like all these different things. And you'll catch me bouncing like to and from topic topics going back to what I previously talked about. 
it's a natural conversation. I do not send a script beforehand. I don't have a script. I have like talking points listed out and they're all grammatically like errored to hell and back, you know, like I'm not going to stick into one lane. I can't do that. That's not how my brain works. And I, I think people appreciate it. Like they come back to listen. So to answer your question, it varies as well. And it's either 30 minutes to an hour before the episode starts, or I'll start a day or two beforehand and really spend some time in it. But for the most part, it doesn't change my interview quality to my perspective. I haven't heard that anyway. But. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like max preparation starts at most 24 hours before an interview. Correct. Yeah. And then are you just going like Google detective, just getting a feel of like who they are, what you would feel like talking to them that feels natural? Yeah, because I'm like not going to sit there and physically read your book. Like I'll either have it on Audible, listen to interviews you've done about it on YouTube, listen to previous podcast episodes. But mostly my search engine that I use for all of my detective work is YouTube. That's where I listen to my podcast. So that's why I'm like, hey, you should probably put it on YouTube. And I listened to your show last week with homie talking about YouTube podcasting. Like that is a huge thing for me. That's why I was excited about this. It's like we finally get to talk about podcasting and the different different ways to do it because there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's still the wild, wild west. People are going to do it however they want. But when it comes to writing a podcast and preparing for it, YouTube max 24 hours before Sometimes I'll dive in 48 hours before, but very rarely. And a lot of my music guests, maybe half of them, not going to say all of them. I love their music and dive into it. But if they're a musician, I do do a backlog. But a lot of them I listen to on a daily basis anyway. So it's really not hard to just hone into it. Yeah. So many podcasters, they want to know what's going to happen before it's happening. And, and this is like a really educated assumption is that they would look at you. They would look at your podcast and they'd be like, man, he's got it all pieced together before he's going in with a plan knowing so well. Yeah. Like halfway. Right. Now I do my homework, but like there's no formula for me. I just like to run my mouth. That's why it's called Trevor talks. Like it's not that (laughs) complicated to figure out. Like I like to run my mouth. I'm going to ask questions that I want to know and I want to hear perspectives, but a reoccurring theme is going to be like your career path, how you were raised, like, and then, mental health. Like I'm a big advocate in the mental health space, especially when it comes like intersecting faith and mental health, because that's something that I've gone through personally. And that's probably the only reoccurring theme. And that's where we get the most press and stuff out of it is like people opening up for the first time on um, eating disorders, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, etc. Like people need to hear that. I needed to hear that. When I was younger, I would listen to interviews with my favorite artists like John Cooper from Skillet and uh, a lot of these rock bands on YouTube. And I'd hear that they're going through something similar to me and that encouraged me. Therefore, that translates into my content now, even with John Cooper, like being able to circle the wagon there and like have your hero on your show. It just makes a big difference. And it's like, okay, I was impacted by this a long time ago. And now I get to hopefully provide that for somebody else in depth, even more than I had it uh, given to me previously. You're creating what you feel is missing in the space in a lot of ways, right? 100%. Yeah, Yeah. that's literally the whole goal. It's not to uh, convert people to anything or try to get people on my side or their side. Like it's very neutral. Like we had a, a, two guests on the other day that had a film come out and it was very pro-life and very like uh, 
adoption heavy. And it's like, I stayed very neutral. I like, am not going to come out like I'm this or that. Like it's very, 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 very neutral. And I'm not going to put a bar on who I'm going to have on. I'd have Trump or Biden on. I'd have Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi. Like, I don't care. I tend to stay away from politics. I just turned down a very, very, very well-known former sitting vice president for the show just because it's like, oh, that's a little, uh, a little out there, you know, don't want to yeah. do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, um, you and I are so similar in that way of some people, they really are attracted to making stuff around politics yeah. and polarizing content. It's almost like they just lean into that, you know, and yeah, and that's uh, not me. Yeah, same. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it has to be done in order to like do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. And when you start getting like press releases for people's things coming out or just them for your show, you'll realize like right off the bat that you start turning down, like, let's say we get 30 on an average week. I'll accept one or two, if that. Like you get very picky and it's not like, oh, look at him. He's getting all these press releases and pitches. It's like, no, like I'm very protective over the people that are investing time out of their day to trust me to provide something meaningful. I'm not going to fog it with things that are polarizing, right? I'll like stand up where it's time to stand up and like I'll stick to my morals and my values, but I'm not going to sit there and try to polarize or I want you to be able to escape and find meaning and value, you know, and I don't get that through politics personally, and I'm not going to provide it in that case. Hey there, ever notice how I don't run any ads on Digital Podcaster? It's because I want you to have a great listening experience. No sponsors. This is completely self-funded. I do want to ask for one thing, though. If you know anybody who could benefit from listening to the show, please, please share it with them. Message them. Tag them in a post. Take a screenshot of this. Put it in your stories. Wherever you share your stuff with the world, with people that you care about. I want to provide as much value as possible to as many podcasters as possible. So your recommendations go a long way in helping other people become better podcasters as well, which is the only reason I do this. All right. I so appreciate you. And let's get back to the show. When I speak with like new podcasters, often they're like, how do I get guests? And I'm like, it's not how do I get guests? It's how do you get the right guests? Because there's an overabundance of guests. There's not an overabundance of like, you knowing what guests would fit best on your show. You know, you don't want just anybody. Yeah. And don't focus on getting guests. Focus (laughs) on providing content that makes guests want to come on your show. And then you don't have to worry about it. Not saying I've mastered that, but I mean, we've, we've done something like we get guest pitches. So like, it's, it's not about having a guest. It's about having the right guests, like you're saying, but it's also about like, Hey, why would somebody want to be on my show? And for me, it started with branding. Like when I branded my podcast, I spent some money on it, right? Like I invested in the equipment. I invested in the cover art. I invested in the brand kit for it. And if you want it to look like an amazing show, you got to invest in it. So if it looks big, it's going to translate as it's big. Uh, you don't like lie about numbers or anything. If they ask about it, you be honest, but make it look super presentable to where people aren't even asking about that. They're just like, dang, like the quality's good. He doesn't ha- sound half bad. And I, I want to pitch uh, whoever I'm representing or myself for this show. Such great points. I always think of that movie, Catch Me If You Can, that that yeah. one where he lies his way through life to become like a doctor. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like we're lying here, but if it looks like it's already something, you don't have to convince anybody of anything because it already looks like it fits in. You look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's of course, that's big. No one questions, you know, yeah. things. It just looks 
so much bigger. I love that. Last question for you. What would you suggest to podcast hosts to focus on during their interviews? That's such a good question. And it's going to vary per person. So to answer that, it's like, what do you find meaningful? What do you find personally appealing to yourself? Because if I get pitched someone that I have no interest in, I'm not going to be able to provide something valuable for people. Therefore, in my case, it's a waste of time and a waste of the guest time. So when it comes down to like honing in on what your focus is, you got to do a deep dive in yourself, like in your mind, in your heart, um, what you are interested in. What do you find yourself watching? What do you find yourself interested in? What do you find yourself reading? If you read, like I'm an audible listener because like I can't sit there and read a book. I'll tell you all the time. The last book I read was Logic, who is a rapper. He wrote like a uh, fiction book called Supermarket, but I get pitched a lot of nonfiction books and I'm very vocal about it. I'll skim through it. I'll listen to it on Audible or I'll go off of the press release, right? So go into yourself, figure out what the heck am I interested in? What do I want to talk about? People aren't going to listen to it if it sounds like you're not interested. So Hone in to what you want to hear about, what you want to talk about, what you're passionate about, and your content's going to reflect that. So it's a deep dive into your mind, into your heart, into whatever you were interested in. Hone into that. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. I promise you there's a market out there for it. So trust the process and know that the things that you find of value are going to be valuable to other people as well. I love that. And you're such a great example of that because I could see so many people being in your position and getting caught up on like, I have, you know, Lecrae on, and then I have a metalcore artist on. Yeah. You know, like, it's so varied. People are like, well, oh, the, the hip hop won't mix with, you know, this scene, like looking at scenes or something. And, and you have older people on, younger people on, and you're, you know, younger yourself. So it, it's not normal and it's refreshing in so many ways, you know? Man, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. I don't, care how old you are like not saying these people are old but i've had heavy hitters from the 80s and 90s like michael w smith stephen curtis chapman like stephen curtis chapman and michael w smith are still relevant today they're still putting out records but our generation doesn't necessarily know much about them hence i did not until i started focusing in and like asking around my parents are like yeah we played a michael w smith song at our wedding i was like well that's news to me so of course it's interesting and then being able to have these legends on the show and these newer artists. We've had Lecrae who owns Reach Records or co-owns it and is signing all these artists. But I've also had Halvey and Trip Lee that are on his record label who have way different stories than him. So to your point, if it's interesting to me, I figure it'll be kind of interesting to everybody else. And you want to hear from these people who've been around the block a few times. And you also want to hear about the people that are newer into the space. One of the things I talked to Lecrae about is And it's contradicting a little bit. He owns a record label and such. So I asked a pretty rare question. Hey, like it's never been a better time to be an independent artist. What is your advice to people that are making music now compared to when you were creating like mixtapes on cassette tapes? It's a very different demographic now. What's your advice to him? You could tell he's like, hmm, don't get asked that very much because I own a record label. It's kind of like, why would you want people to be independent when you could profit off of their art and really help them scale it up? So it's different for everybody. There's always going to be a different market of people, authors, pastors, metalcore artists, rappers. I don't care if it's interesting, if it's an amazing story, if you've gone through hell and back to get where you are, I want to hear it. So love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Trevor. Of course, in the episode description, you'll find all things Trevor. Great chatting with you. 
Hope to do it again soon. Dude, of course. Let's do it again. Gang, gang.